Yeah, it. Uh, I guess it could be a fun Monday. It's I a fun, know. a fun day. That's what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, how was your weekend? Weekend was really good. I had um, had a friend down. We were uh, board gaming. Uh huh. In- introduced him uh, to some uh, backstabbery games. Nice. And some uh, real time bomb diffusing games. Ah. Yeah, it was a really good time had by all. Good, good. Glad to hear it. Glad to hear it. I had a. Uh, very interesting weekend. And actually, it started on Thursday. You remember uh, I said about my friend Tyler's band playing at Jabberjaws this past, this weekend? Yeah. Well, Thursday, I'm down at the Haunt Barn and talking to Earl. Mm-hmm. And Earl gets a phone call from said Tyler. All right. Hey, guys, the band that we're supposed to be playing with at Jabberjaws ja- dropped off. Mm-hmm. They all got the Rona. Oh, Jesus. You guys want to play? Oh. So we ended up playing at Jabberjaws on Saturday night. Oh, nice. Yeah. My first time on stage in front of people other than for like a benefit or, yeah, you know, something that we put together just for shits and giggles in a few years. Yeah. It was good times were had by all. There was a black eye, uh, black eye handed out. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, buy a band to a band or just um, in the random audience? Um, members of band family were involved, <laughs> oh and I'm going to leave it at that. <laughs> um, uh, well, the night the night started. We're setting up right, and uh, Chuck brought a few props with to put on stage. Right, one of which is this really nice porcelain skull that's up in our in our rehearsal room. All right. Well, it's sitting on the speaker cabs by my side of the stage. All right. Right? And it's like 5.30 in the afternoon. Drunk chick already comes up. Hey, where are the guitars? I want to play some riffs. Oh, right? shit. This, well, is, this isn't the same woman that was a trivia two weeks ago. No. That night. No, 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 no. <laughs> no. Um, now, keep in mind, we're, on, we're at 13th and Chew in Allentown. Okay. Wonderful neighborhood. Yeah. Um, so we we go back. No, no, that's not going to happen. You're not playing guitars. So we go back to setting up. Chuck looks over, says, where's my skull? Oh, shit. I turn around. Where's the skull? <laughs> and I say, uh, well, the only ones in here other than us are the bar staff and her. Long story short, because I could th- this will take up a whole lot of time if I tell the whole thing. Yeah. Long story short. She says, like, I, Chuck goes up, talks to her, says, and she says, I didn't take it, but I know who did. Okay, I'll play along, I'll bite. So she's on the phone speaking to somebody in Spanish, so I can't understand what the fuck she's saying. <laughs> um, and then, like, Chuck has kind of walked away before he gets angry. Yeah. Rightfully so. So she says to me, uh, come get it out of my car. Like, no, bring me the fucking skull. No, you need to get it. It's in my car. All right, where's your car? Across the street. All right, it's broad daylight, right on Chew Street. I should be okay, but just in case, I'm going to grab somebody to watch my back. Yeah. So I walk out. I was going to grab one of the other guys that came with us, either Robbie or Jason. Mm -hmm. But Chuck's there. I'm like, dude, eyes are on me. I'm going to get the skull. I retrieve the skull. She disappears for a while. Comes back later, 
you know, and she was already hammered at like 530 in the afternoon. Uh-huh. Now it's like 10 o'clock, deprived us playing. Um, she ended up getting punched out and drug out of the bar. And then she's wanting to press charges for assault, even though the bartender's telling her, no, you started the fight. You started it. Now you and the bartender tells her you can either call an Uber and go home or I'm calling the cops. Well, to wrap it up, cops were called. She was put in. Uh, cops tell her you got you can either call an Uber and go home or we're going to arrest you for public drunkenness and drunken disorderly. And like the bartender's telling her, yeah, she it started earlier today. She stole a freaking skull off of. The stage, you know, that belongs to the band. Yeah. yeah, ask that guy, and he points to me, right? So a cop comes over, talks to me, and says, well, I can't say for sure she did it, but I did retrieve said item out of her car. And if it walks like a duck and it quacks like a duck, it's probably a fucking duck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, so she got put in the iron bracelets and then put in a cop car, and then she wanted the ambulance to come back because she was assaulted, um, which was bullshit. She just got knocked on her ass and drug out. Jesus Christ. Yeah. That was my Saturday night. Yeah. It is. I have. It's been years since I've seen a bar fight. It wasn't much of a fight. And yeah, but it's still, you know, well, they never usually are. Usually, you know, one a good punch is thrown. Yeah. And next thing you know, people are like, you know, getting upended with pool cues. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, she took one shot, went down, got drug out. <laughs> It's a beautiful thing. Beautiful. Oh my god! What's but during what song was it at least a thematic? Uh, no, it was it was actually one, during one of Deprived's originals. Oh shit! Yeah, it was one of, during one of Deprived's originals. But yeah, and uh, now ballroom blitz. <laughs> you know what? It it was even said we need to learn ballroom blitz or, now. Saturday nights all right for fighting. <laughs> Saturday nights all right. But uh. Before we go on, I want to thank uh, I want to thank Chad, Mike, and Tyler from Deprived for thinking of us and bringing us along. And guys, anytime you want to, anytime you want us to come and uh, do this again, we're there. It was we had a lot of fun. Uh, thank and Jabberjaws, super cool place, super cool place, really cool staff, good food. Mm. Yep. So we'll do it again. <clears throat> Yes, and and I'm um, since I'm still learning like the juggling thing, uh-huh. and I'm ordering a ukulele uh, tonight or tomorrow. Uh huh. I could be an opening act. Okay, I'll, I'll allow it. <laughs> Are you going to juggle and play the uke at the same time? Oh, I'm not that talented. No, 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 no. Is... Well, you got to put you, you you juggle with your hands and you play the uke with your swing. No, no, no. It's just it's just something you know. I figure since the guitar is too damn tough for me, I'll lower it by a couple strings and an octave. <laughs> well, you're yeah. upping it an octave. Well, yeah, but I lower it by the strings. Right. You know. Yeah. So it's like a mini bass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah very mini. <laughs> yeah. You see, I changed up the setup down here a little bit. Yeah. I took the acoustic upstairs, and I'm going to keep a bass down here. That way I can, like, have a quiet place to oh, always have an emergency bass on hand. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, oh, dude. Uh, you Normally, when I play a show, if we're opening, I'll normally spirit my gear back to my car mm-hmm. right not this fucking time <laughs> and i took my warwick with me i mm-hmm. didn't take i didn't take the 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 p base i took my fucking really nice warwick corvette yeah that some bitch didn't leave my sight yeah, I, 
I just can't believe she grabbed a skull and just like, yeah. yeah. And not only that, was able to get away with it and then came back. Well, we were all engrossed into our into our duties of. No, but she came back. It's like that, that. That was the ballsy part. I mean, it's like if you're gonna do that, you take it, you run, you got away with it. Giggle, giggle, hee hee, go. You know, but you don't come back. It's like. You know, wait, oh, maybe they won't notice this huge skull just missing. Oh, dude, the thing is literally, uh, I mean, it's a visual thing that I'm doing yeah. right now, but it's it's the size of a school globe. Yeah, you I know? can't imagine. It's, it, it's, a, it's a large piece. How in the blazes did she get that by everybody? Well, she's mean, carrying a big-ass bag. That's a really big freaking bag, man. She was carrying a big, big ass bag. Jesus Christ! It, it like took a... the. It must have took the cops twenty minutes to search the bag. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just. I don't know. I'm not making fun of any of you guys that were there, but it's like it seems to me. That it's like you know. I mean, it's almost like you turn around. Hey, where's the skull? Hey, where'd the speaker cabinet go? What the hell? I know, right? <laughs> wait, so, wait, hey, where's Tyler's bass drum? Yeah, where's Tyler Christ? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, good times, good times. Um. <laughs> I mean, we had uh, we had a bunch of the bunch of the haunt family came. Mm-hmm. Uh, Doug Doug Wargo came down. You remember Doug? Oh, I haven't seen him in years. Yeah, yeah. Well, Doug works with us at the haunt. Mm-hmm. Uh, Doug came down. Of course, we had Jay there. Um, uh, Jay Phillips. All right. And Robbie Haynes. Robbie. And then after this broad came back, Robbie's buying buying this chick shots. Jesus Christ. Right? Well, when, when this all happened, when it all happened with the skull, Robbie's like, oh, it's a shame it was her, man. She got some big, she got some big titties. <laughs> so we know where Robbie, we know where Robbie was thinking, right? And Robbie's buying her shots. So later that night, I texted him, you went and bailed her out, didn't you? <laughs> but yeah, uh, good times to be had by all, man. Um, I had, I had a blast. Um, and full disclosure, I was ready to call this my retirement show. Nah. Well, uh, some things happened. Yeah. Well, some things happened. Um, you know, I mean, we had some disagreements, and I was ready to, say, you know, just, you know what, I, I think I'll just lock myself in my basement when I want to play, mm. buy a drum machine, and, and <laughs> make my own music again. Um, but I had so much fun, and the, I mean, Earl and Chuck, I love those fucker guys. I love those fuckers so much they're such great guys and i have a lot of fun playing with them um and the guys from deprived are just like all super cool guys they're amazing musicians i cannot wait for their album to drop um they're all super cool and you know music is such a huge part of who i am i can't stop mm-hmm. Yeah, you're wearing a you're wearing a, a Mick Foley shirt right now and talk about retirement. Yeah, that, that's, that's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's that's prophetic, man. Well, the only the only way it could be better was I was wearing a Terry Funk shirt. <laughs> he ain't retired. He got one more match in him. He got one more match as Chainsaw Charlie. Oh, cactus, you <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> I shouldn't do the Terry Funk. No, I want him on the WWE roster immediately. What, Terry? I I want Terry Funk on that roster now. Uh, I I don't know what what role Terry could do nowadays, though. Him and Matt Riddle could go at it. Oh, that would be bad. Wait, uh, speaking of Matt Riddle, and I'm not going to pick on Matt Riddle for this. It's something that I've noticed that WWE does with certain people, Uh and now they've done it to him. He lost his first name. Well, from what I understand, and I haven't, 
verified this with anybody. Yeah. But from what I understand, uh, when this whole speaking out thing started in the wrestling community, uh huh. Um, Matt was accused. Okay. Uh, Matt was accused of some improper things by an independent, uh, by a, a female independent wrestler. All right. Matt has come clean and said, yes, I did have an affair with this chick, but it was completely consensual. I fucked up and I cheated on my wife and I feel horrible about it. All right. But Lisa knows about it. I've told Lisa about it. My attorneys know about it. And WWE knew about it mm-hmm. before this ever came to light. All right. So I th- from what I was from what I read, WWE is just calling him Riddle. So now if you search. Like, in case you search Matt Riddle, then these accusations are the first thing that come up. Well, I don't know if that's I, Well, accurate. I don't know. I, don't, I know they've done it like they did it to, to Gene Snitsky. They did it to Cesaro. Somebody named Murphy. Yeah, Buddy he, Murphy. But yeah, he had a first name at one point. Yep, it was with Zane, and then all of a sudden. It's like, the it's like, and I've noticed this, this recently. It's like the first names go away. Yeah. You oh, know? speaking of things going away in WWE, did you see they uh, had a bunch of roster cuts? Yeah. Right after Mania? Yeah. Some of them, okay, I can get it. You weren't doing much with them. Uh, like uh, the Iconics, Billy Kay and Peyton Royce. Mm-hmm. Both are pretty decent, you know, pretty decent wrestlers. They're going to latch on somewhere. Uh, some of them were no surprise. They weren't doing anything with them, like Chelsea Green, uh, who's actually a really talented girl. But, uh, you know, she was kind of floundering and not on TV down in NXT. Yeah. But the one that blew my fucking mind and it has me scratching my head is they cut Samoa Joe. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe, maybe. I mean, I don't know the insides, that I mean, but perhaps he wanted to wrestle and they wouldn't let him wrestle. I think that's what it is. You know? I think I think Joe wanted back in the ring and they wanted yeah. to use him on commentary and Joe yeah. would rather wrestle. And wherever Samoa Joe goes, he's going to make a big impact because mm-hmm. Samoa Joe is one of the top guys in the whole world. Yeah. You know, and I I got nothing but I got nothing but good things to say about anything I've ever watched Samoa Joe do, and I've been a fan of his since freaking Impact and Ring of Honor. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, I liked him at Impact. I remember when he was in Impact. Yep. Oh, the, oh, the matches with him and Kurt Angle in Impact. Oh my God, those were some of some of the hardest hitting, best told, you know, best stories that TNA ever told. Or impact mm-hmm. or whatever it was at the time, the Samoa Joe Kurt Angle stuff was so well done because you had two two guys going out there and you know just beating the snot out of each other mm-hmm. in a working way. Yeah, um, Samoa Joe's stuff in Ring of Honor uh, in the summer of Punk, the the Punk the 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 year leading up to CM Punk leaving Ring of Honor to go to WWE. Yeah, his stuff with Punk there is awesome. I mean, Samoa Joe is, he's going to be fine wherever he goes. Mm, Yeah. And I got a feeling Tony Khan is going to fork over a whole lot of dough to bring Samoa Joe in. Yeah. Once the the compete clause. I think in July, their NCAs are up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm never surprised on who they get rid of. Yeah. But that place, I mean, it needs, they need talent that people care about. That they have talent that people care about. They need Bruce Pritchard to fucking die. Yeah. I no, I think everybody seems almost like a carbon copy 
There are a few guys that yeah. are that are that are pretty interchangeable. Yeah. But you have guys like uh, Seth Rollins. Mm-hmm. Rollins is a top guy and is going to remain a top guy. Now you have guys like Cesaro. Cesaro should be a top guy. Okay, give some give a guy like Cesaro the ball and let him run with it. And right now they're kind of doing that because they have him working a program with Rollins. Mm-hmm. But you have guys that the that people do care about. But you have an idiot in charge of the creative for both shows. Well, and uh, you know a guy who's interested in popping two people himself yeah. and Vince. Well, won't won't be forever. No, because the fat bastard will die sooner or later. <laughs> Can you tell I don't like Bruce Prichard? A little bit, a little bit. Yeah, I, I, I hope it wasn't that yeah. obvious. All right, I don't want to talk about wrestling all day. Okay. Pick up the dirt bucket. Yeah. Me picky? Yep, because... Uh... Oh, easy, easy, man. Mixy, mixy. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, today, from our friend Jim Miller. How many did he put in there? Uh, a few. Oh. We've got B-grade horror movies. Ah. Good one, Jim. Yes. Very good one. I'm a, hor- I'm a, I'm a B-horror aficionado. I enjoy, I enjoy a good B-movie. Yes. Uh, well, you know, we were kind of talking about it uh, last week at the yep. beginning of the show. With uh, the the king of the B movies, or in some cases C or D movies, yep, Ed Wood, yes, and he's he's made some great ones, Bride of the Atom, or Bride of the Monster, mm-hmm. um, Plan Nine from Outer Space, yeah, there were uh B movies from from the eighties, oh, oh God, just, just Chef's Kiss, oh, they were so good, oh yeah, I mean, uh, Bad Taste, oh yes. Uh, bad taste. Basket case. You do you remember that one? Yes. Yeah. That that was. Oh my god. That was terrible. Oh, basket case was so bad. Yeah. And then like like you had the ones that were kind of a takeoff of mainstream films, like um you had the Friday the th- or the Friday the Thirteenth franchise. Yep. And then you had Sleepaway Camp. Yeah. Oh, I love Sleepaway Camp. Yeah, but that's a B movie. But and the best part about the Sleepaway Camp series. Is that no one dies the same way twice. Right. And they even kind of make fun of that in the third movie. Yeah. And where it's like they finally catch up to her and, um, you know, say, oh, how you, you know, how you going to kill me this time? And they, he gives that all these inventive ways. She says, no, gun and shoots him. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's it's just a, it's a fun way. To, it was like, yeah, they haven't shot anybody in this movie yet. Right. <laughs> I, that, 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 that was pretty creative. Yeah. Yeah, and there was no death scenes that were the same twice. I mean, so you had some really good people on that. Um, another, I mean, uh, Return to Horror High. Return to Horror High, yes. Uh, is that another? Student Bodies. Yeah. Was what, oh, I, Student Bodies, I think I saw on HBO when I was a little kid. I was like, Horace Head, Bookheads. Yeah. <laughs> it's, I, that, it just makes you laugh. Uh, National Lampoon did a good one, Class Reunion. Okay, I, I've never seen that one. Class, class reunion was about, it was about a kid who was a nerd. You're st- you're, and he's just atypical nerd, and they picked on, and I think they threw him into the shower naked and were spraying him with some, whatever. Well, he went crazy, 
and he invites all of his bullies back to their old high school and then stalks them yeah. to kill them. And then in the end, they reveal it was all a dream. And then, or was it? Like, it's one of those endings that's like, wait, what? <laughs> why? Yeah. Yeah, it's wait, what, why? Yeah, <laughs> it's like, it's like, wait, was it a dream or was it not a dream? Now I'm not sure at yeah. the very end of it. it didn't. They didn't even need the ending. It was just another, to put another body count in it, it was another another kill on the count. Yeah. But, oh, God, awesome movie. Um, One of my favorites is Blood Diner. Blood Diner. I remember Blood Diner. About the Tutman brothers? I, rem- I remember the movie, Um, seeing it. I vaguely remember a little bit about it. Okay, you got uh, these two guys, the, the these two brothers, uh, the Tutmans, that run a diner called the Tutman Cafe, mm-hmm. which... On its surface, is supposed to be a vegetarian cafe. But, like, the mozzarella sticks are fingers. I knew it. Okay. And uh, their uncle, Anwar Namtut, Tutman spelled backwards. Yeah. And their uncle, Anwar, was a mass murderer back in the 60s. And he was also a devotee of an ancient Sumerian goddess named Shitar. <laughs> and they bring Anwar, they they go and grave rob him like 20 years later. They rob his grave and take his brain and uh, the eyes. They pop the eyes out of the uh, cemetery security guard, put it in a jar <laughs> to reanimate oh, Anwar. Jesus. And they start killing hookers and other random broads <laughs> to. Uh, and, and that's what they are. They're, they're just they're they're random broads that they pick up in bars and hookers and. They stitch together a Sheetar body to have a blood feast. Oh, jeez. Yes. It's, it's, it's such a cheesy, bad movie. It's good. It's, 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 it's 80s cheesy goodness. Yeah. I think, you know, I think when it comes to horror movies, and I could be wrong on this, but I don't remember a lot of B-grade in the 70s or even the 60s. I know that um, you know the fifties had them with like stuff like the Tingler, yeah, and um, like just terrible movies that that MS three three K is just beating like the eyes, you know the you know big tarantulas and yeah, you know and, and just really bad 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 films. Yeah, I mean it kind of you're right the the whole B grade movies kind of skipped. A couple of decades. Yeah, I don't remember the 60s and 70s having a lot. And then I remember the 80s just like came back with a vengeance. Well, I think a lot of that has to do with the 80s resurgence in horror. Yeah. Because there wasn't a whole lot of really big budget horror movies in the 60s and 70s. No. No, I mean, it was the horror movies that were made at that time were like very serious kind of. Yeah, and they were more psychological yeah. or more thriller than like splatter movies. Yeah, I think the 70s just gave us a lot of detective movies. Yeah, uh, except for stuff like, you know, like Wes Craven did with uh, Last House on the Left mm-hmm. or you know, stuff like I Spit on Your Grave, mm-hmm. which were kind of B movies in their own right. Yeah, I always have a hard time figuring out what a what a B movie really is because, I mean, is it something that's so bad it's good or just terrible or is, you know, because the ones that have cult followings. I, I think, you know, it. It's hard. It's hard to put a finger on that. I think it's kind of all that. Plus, there's no like, quote unquote, a list talent in them. But that's not really the case. 
later on. Yeah. Because um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3. Uh, who the hell was in that that ended up becoming a huge star? Well, even in 2 was, was a Dennis Hopper. Yeah, well, Hopper well, Hopper was already a big star. Yeah. Hang on. Google, oh, here geez. I come. Oh, man. Oh, just cheating your way through it, man. That's right. Hey, we're going to come up with this stuff with the top of my head, but I'm going to Google it. Oh, bite me. Uh, <laughs> Texas Chainsaw Massacre. IMDb. Three. Okay, 1990, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3. The cast... Vigo Mortensen. Yep. Uh, Bill Butler, Kate Hodge. That name sounds familiar. Vigo Mortensen. What else was he in? What other movie was he in that I would know? What other? I I can't think of. He's probably a crap actor anyway. Yeah, he probably sucks. Um. Yeah, I I, I can't think of anything else. Vigo. Oh, you know where Vigo Morton? Where we would know Vigo Mortensen from? Where? Young Guns 2. Young Guns 2. That was probably it. That's right. Young <laughs> Guns 2. He's like, I think I'm about to have a movement. <laughs> <laughs> or Hang on. Or was it part two that uh, I'm thinking of? Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Hang on. No, no, it's fine. It's fine. You can edit out all this, all this Googling shit. Like, <laughs> Oh, I won't, though. <laughs> I I have no problem looking like an idiot. I do it repeatedly. Uh, Caroline Williams, Bill Mo, Bill Mosley, who has gone on to become a horror icon. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dennis Hopper, duh, 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 duh. Joe Bob Briggs, who's kind of like a cult horror guy. Anyway, anyway, I can't find where the hell it God is. God damn it. Forget it. Uh, forget it. It was stupid. But I do know what you mean. They would like get some high level talent in some of the right. Well, people that became high level talent. Yeah. Well, that's standard Rocky Horror Picture Show. That's a B movie. That's yeah. That's a B movie. Yeah. Little bit. Little bit of horror in it. Little bit. Yeah. But um... meatloaf again. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. <laughs> when Eddie said he didn't like his Teddy, you knew he was a no good kid. Uh, oh, yeah, but th- the the talent that was in that, Tim yeah. Curry, before anybody knew who Tim Curry was, mm-hmm. Susan Sarandon. Barry uh, Bostwick. Barry Bostwick. Meatloaf. Yep, Meatloaf. Marvin Lee a day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, of course, now the and um, the narrator uh-huh. played Blofeld in one of the Bond movies. Yes. Which I always thought was, when I watched that Bond movie, I can't stop yelling at it now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! But yeah, I, I, well, look at the first Nightmare on Elm Street, which is kind of a B grade movie. Mm, yeah, kind of a B grade movie. Johnny Depp. Yep. Okay. Didn't didn't last too long. Uh, no, <laughs> no, and, and one of the most iconic death scenes in horror history. Oh yeah, that I, is one of my favorites, man. Wes Craven went through buckets of blood on that yeah. one. That looked like it was just probably fun to even do. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, I get you can picture test audiences for that. Oh my god! Well, why are you bugging me? Um, <laughs> then, what about the creep show movies back in the day? Yeah, the the creep show movies. I'm not sure if those were B grade or not. I, I mean, don't know. They were the first one was really good. The, the first one was really the good. The second one was okay. 
Yeah, I just watched. Uh, well, actually, the second one is available on Prime Video. Yeah, the second one is okay. Um, I I like the first one much better. Yes. Um. What? Wait. Hang on. What the hell was all in the first one? Is that the one with Stephen King? But yeah, the, with Jordy as Jordy Verrill. Yeah, the first one I think had the. Okay, if I'm remembering this right, they had, of course, yeah, Stephen King with the meteorite. Uh, you had uh, the birthday cake with Bedelia. Yep. Love that one. Um, the Ted Danson was in that one with uh, Leslie Ted, Nielsen. Yep. With the bearing up to the neck. It, yep, on, on the, the beach. beach. Yep. Yep. Uh, I want to think there's a fourth one, but I don't remember. And I know that the second one had the raft, Old Chief Woodenhead. Yep. And uh, I'm drawing a blank on any of the others, just maybe because they were so, so not so good. The raft, old chief Woodenhead, um, uh, the hitchhiker. Oh my, yeah, the hitch, the hitchhiker was a good one. Yeah, that was. Just, oh my god, terrible! That that just like freaked me out. From I think those were the only three. Yeah, so if there was only three in the first one, but I remember they did special. Oh, there was a one with the roaches too. Yeah, the clean freak. That that was in one. Okay. That was in one. Knew, yeah, the the special effects that they did with some of those were practical. Yeah, but but disgusting. Oh my god! Yeah, I mean uh, the 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 uh, like the waterlogged zombie effects. Yeah. in the first one with Ted Danson were excellent. Well, those were so good, and I still enjoy. You know, it's like, where's my cake, Medelia? Yep, I want my cake. <laughs> That <laughs> that is a good movie. Uh, yes. the first creep show is excellent. Yes, that's. that's I think good they stretched it with the second one. I don't think the stories were as good. The I, the stories weren't as good, but uh, they've rebooted Creep Show as a series now. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, AMC. I think it's AMC. Okay, because uh, I have it through my Amazon because I have AMC Plus. Yeah, through there. But AMC, they're on the second season. Of uh, creep of the reboot of Creep Show as a series. Mm, okay, it's really good. It, it's it, it's really good. Um, they did one this, and I think it was the debut of season two that you you'd love, mm-hmm. and it'll tie into the next sort of B grade movie that yeah. I want to talk about. It's a it's a local public access TV station, right? Mm-hmm. And they do like a what's it worth antiques roadshow type situation on there all right and then there's a guy who's like it's a knockoff bob ross the joy of painting okay and uh somebody brings a book to the antiques roadshow it's bound in human flesh and inked in human blood oh and it is the necronomicon oh no yes (laughs) i mean they completely bit evil dead shit on this one (laughs) and it was awesome it was great, and the guy who do, who's like the Bob Ross char- type character, yeah. he's a freaking Vietnam vet <laughs> who just like lays waste to everything. Jesus, it's awesome. It's really, it's really, really good. I th- I think you would dig it. <laughs> I was laughing my way through the whole goddamn thing. Uh, Evil Dead, yeah. Uh, the original Evil Dead was definitely B. Oh yeah, but then when they did Evil Dead Two. Which is essentially the same movie. Yeah, just with better production. Yeah, I think I think it went out of B then. It was B minus. It was B plus. Yeah. B plus, A minus territory. And then you had Army of Darkness, which mm-hmm. is, you know, that was big budget. Yeah, def- that was definitely big budget. And, oh, I just wish it would have kept the storyline right. 
they retconned it too much in that in the Army of Darkness. Yeah, but I mean the original Evil, the original Evil Dead is such an iconic movie, mm-hmm. and it's I mean that's Sam Raimi at his best. Oh yeah, and Bruce Campbell at his best. Yep, you know, I, and that's a guy who's been in a ton of B grade stuff. Oh yeah, he's the king of the B grade actors. Oh yeah, and that for nothing more than that chin. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, I mean, the 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 whole premise of the Evil Dead movie is just really good. Um, I love it. Uh, like you know, the the old ones coming back to mm-hmm. take over the world. Now they rebooted Evil Dead. Yeah, in I think like 2013 or something like that. A few years ago, they rebooted Evil Dead, and I unlike a lot of horror fans that I know, I actually really enjoyed the reboot of Evil Dead. Yeah, me too. I, th- I thought it was really good. I thought it was great. Yeah. Um. I mean, you didn't have Bruce Campbell, but... No. I mean, Ash Williams is now in his 50s or 60s. Yeah. You know? Yeah, they, I mean, I don't mind... I mean, reboots are going to happen all the time, and... Yeah. You know, it just comes to a fact, it's like, listen, if you don't like the reboot, don't watch the reboot. Done. Right, right. You know, I mean, just to watch it, just to piss all over it, you know, and if if you don't think you're going to like it, I mean, I think the Scooby-Doo live action stuff was a bit, you know. Yeah. But so I don't really I don't really watch them. Yeah. Not that I'm a huge Scooby-Doo fan, but that's, you know, they were. I did love Rowan Atkinson and in, in anything, though. Oh, yeah. You put Rowan Atkinson in something as the as and of course, as the as the evil part. Yeah. It's awesome. To see him play that part, yeah, because you're like you're so used to him as Mr. Bean. I want Rowan Atkinson as a Bond villain. I want him as a Bond villain. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> that would be fucking amazing. Yes, and he can play it up the best way he does. Where even if he's like not maybe that maybe he's like a little bit of a clumsy villain. Yeah, you know. He picks up like an explosive, as you, you know, it's this Mr. Bond, and he fumbles it around with his hands right. and then catches it quick. Highly dangerous. <laughs> Can you imagine him? All right, here we go. You've opened up a rabbit hole. <laughs> he would have been great as a Batman villain in the Tim Burton universe. Almost. Oh, yes. He, he could have. And in the Schumacher universe. He could have brought life to Calendar Man. Yeah. He could have made Calendar Man. And a, a, an effectual villain, or especially, or especially the Schumacher universe. Yeah, you know, where because it was kind of hokey, back to the '60s, campy type thing. Yeah, really, only only Batman and uh, Robin did that. Batman Forever wasn't too bad. Batman, Batman Forever was was all right. Um, yeah, it was, it was. Yeah. I think a lot of people look at Batman Forever. Through the Batman and Robin lens, I think Batman and you're probably right. Batman and Rob, Batman Forever was all right, but then it's like, oh, you like and people enjoyed it at the time. So, oh, you like that one? I'm gonna turn that up to eleven now. Yeah, and that's where the problem came in. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Schumacher. Yeah. It wasn't just Schumacher's fault, though. I mean, um, what's his name? Um, oh, I want to play Two Face. I'm blanking on his name. Oh, he, he, Jesus. Yeah, he, he usually plays very serious characters. Tommy Lee Jones. Tommy Lee Jones. Tommy Lee Jones completely botched 
his representation of Two-Face. Do you think? Two-Face is a complicated character. I feel he was playing that more like the Joker. He was doing what Jack Nicholson did and like being this ha-ha-ha, you know, laughing and everything else. Right. He should have played it straighter and more methodical. Right. Jim Carrey was awesome as the Riddler. Perfect Riddler. Absolutely perfect. Not a Carrey fan, but I can't disagree. Yeah. And like, and I think that, and like I said, that movie was good for most accounts. And then they said, oh, we're going to turn up. And that's where the problems came in. That's when, and of course, you know, once they do that, now we have to reboot everything <laughs> in 10 years. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but let's try to get back to some B movies here. What are some other ones that you can think of? Mm. Horror movies, horror movies. I, I should know more of these. I don't know titles of them because of watching uh, MST3K a lot. But um, I think even like The Blob yeah, was probably... And then The Stuff. Oh, God, was, The uh, Stuff. I forgot about that. Uh, oh, my God. I forgot about that movie. Oh, uh, such a... You know, so and I, I was just so big on a lot of those goofy horrors. Um, Brain Damage. Yeah. Was, uh, was another one that was just... Crazy stupid Frankenhooker. Oh God! One a day. <laughs> oh God! Uh, I, you know, I actually rented Frankenhooker. Yeah. <laughs> I, I uh, just uh, like when I still had the the Netflix DVD plan. Yeah. I was flipping through horror movies, you know, to add to my queue, and I'm like, no fucking way. <laughs> Frankenhooker, top of queue. Yep. Oh God, that movie was so bad. Yeah. Okay, if you don't know, the premise of Frankenhooker is you got this dude who uh, his his fiance dies. Okay, mm-hmm. his fiance dies and he's lonely, so he goes and starts assembling body parts to make his perfect girl with his girlfriend's head. <laughs> and where he gets said body parts from are prostitutes. Yep, and she becomes Frankenhooker. Yep, and. Fuckery ensues. Another crazy one was My Deadly Friend. Don't remember that one. Yeah, that was uh, I guess the main lead girl dies. Uh-huh. And I guess some of her friends reanimate her body with uh, a robot, robotic brain. Uh-huh. And turns into like a killer. Huh. And the best scene in the movie is, and it's so, the, the effects are so cheesy but still, it's fun to watch. The woman that uh, played um, Ma Fratelli. Okay. From, uh, yeah, from the Goonies was in it. And, and I guess uh, someone's basketball went in her yard. Uh-huh. And she took the basketball. Well, this, uh, I guess, super-powered now um, the robot woman comes in. And she, she takes the basketball, throws it at her, at her head, and her head explodes. Yep. I have seen that, but and, but the jump cut before the head exploding—it's so obvious how bad. But and and the head—it just looks like it's like an eighty-pound head. Yeah, that just it's like blown everywhere. What about Reanimator? Reanimator Reanimator was a good one. Reanimator is an—that's uh, an underrated cl- cult classic. Yeah, I I'm a big fan of Reanimator. Reanimator Two wasn't so good. No, normally when those movies try to do second and thirds. They get a little bit wonky because everything is told in the first one. Yeah. You know, and then they go for the second one. It's like, oh, this isn't. 
Now, wasn't Reanimator? Am I right that that was like a Cthulhu universe thing? Yeah, it okay. was a lo- it was a Lovecraft story. Yeah, it was Lovecraftian. Yep, it was a Lovecraft story. Um, what about? Do you remember? Um, well, Silent Night, Deadly Night, <laughs> Garbage Day. <laughs> oh God! Terrible movie. Terrible, terrible, terrible film. Yes. Uh, the Slumber Party Massacre. Yep, those were both of them were awful. Yeah. I, Night of the Creeps. I wonder if that would be Night of the Creeps. Uh, slugs from outer space. Okay. Uh, come down, go into your mouth. Yes. Multiply in your brain. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's a B movie. That's definitely a yes. B movie. Oh God! Now, oh man! Now I gotta go find some of these. Oh, I loved oh that the the basement, the halls of horror would have been proud of the um, the basement in the old Fisher Video Store that I had to go to. Yeah, I mean it was like the fake cobwebs. The they had a little fog machine. There was a light layer of fog on the ground at all times. Really, and there was like these red and green lights that were just dimly. And it was every all the everything was in like these blood covered wood plank kind of things. You know, it just you went down into that into the horror vault at Fisher's, and you felt like you were going to be murdered. That's awesome. The the atmosphere was great. And you go down there and you're just surrounded by all these great movies. That is so badass. Yeah, and and it was yeah, it was Fisher's video and it was my local video store and you go down there and I I'd rent two or three like horror movies for a weekend uh-huh. and just watch them. And I was only like fourteen or fifteen and it was like that was just just fun times for me. See, because like your average video store back in the day, everything was just on shelves and categorized. Yeah. To do a theme like that, I think that is so freaking cool. Yeah, and it was just so creepy to go down in this little alcove to this. It was like a downstairs step. Yeah. And you had to go down to it. It was almost like a beer cellar. It was, and like it was just a little bit colder, creepy. Yeah. The lighting. It's like, oh, my God. And it was the only place that was like that. Everything else was like perfectly normal. Yeah. That is awesome. That is. Oh, God. I wish I would have seen that. Oh, I love going down there and just, oh, what am I going to watch today? What's going to pick out today? I was like, you're looking at the cover. Oh, Street Trashed. I'm going to get this one today. Oh, God. Yeah. It was all these awful, awful movies. What about, oh, God. Trick or Treat. Trick or Treat. I'm trying to remember that one now. That sounds familiar, but I'm blanking on it. Trick or treat. That was uh, that was a uh, rock and roll themed one. I just saw that recently. Now I'm remembering it. Yes, with the with the record going backwards. Yep. It was the kid that played Skippy in Family Ties. Yes. And I'm remembering it now. And Gene Simmons was the rock and roll. Oh my God, that was such. <laughs> he playing the record backwards. That was the one we were talking about that I didn't know if they did it unconscious or not, that a Pepsi spilled on the album to kind of bring it to life. Yeah. Because it was a suicidal tendencies thing. Yeah. I, I, I think that was intentional. All I wanted was a Pepsi. <laughs> <laughs> or back in that same kind of vein, uh, oh. it wasn't really a B movie. Uh, uh, by this time, uh, Craven had enough mm. had enough stroke that he was getting big budgets, but shocker. I don't think it was a B movie because you have Megadeth doing a soundtrack. Yeah, and, and Paul Stanley doing the theme song. Yeah, that was a shocker. Was a pretty decent movie. There was yeah, there was a point. I I really when I think now more I'm thinking of it. The B movies were the ones that didn't have commercials. Yeah, that you know would play for one week, and that was it, or maybe even a weekend. Yeah, 
You know, it's like, well, we got to get this stuff out of here. Shocker, I think, was pretty popular. Yeah, Shocker, I think, was... Uh, yeah. That was a, that was a, uh, a large release movie. Yeah. Uh, not very good, but it was a large, large release movie. You know, I'll be honest with you. The, the, only, the strangest part about Shocker, to me, was that um, Pinker uh-huh. had, had the limp because yeah. he got, I think, cut in the, in the Achilles or something. Yeah. And every time he possessed the body, the they, body had the limp. Right. It was... <laughs> no, you got two good legs. Um, around that time, there was another good movie. Um, I think it was called, uh, and that wasn't Brain Damage. Oh, now I'm going to blank on this one, too. It had two actors in it. Usually, it. usually there's... Yeah, going around killing people in their apartment buildings. I don't know. Oh, it was, they, were, they, were, they were exterminators. I don't know. Oh, I don't remember that. Yeah, it was the the only parts I, I really enjoyed about the movie was the like the one liners. Yeah. The guy sticks his face under the door to come and go to kill this person. She sticks a fork under the door, stabs him in the nose. Uh-huh. He pulls the fork out, sees her security camera on the wall, uh-huh. goes up to it, woman dies in her apartment, film at eleven. <laughs> <laughs> she's running away from him in the apartment he's literally picking up the rug and pulling her closer oh jesus like some cartoon shit oh yeah it was very very uh yeah i oh it was it's one of those that i remember i remember if i know it if i see it like names of it yeah um but i cannot remember it's a good movie though oh good good b horror movie yeah oh god you know i i i wish I mean, there are some stuff. There's some stuff out there now that is kind of B grade, um, that's coming out now. Like, uh, like Hobo with a Shotgun. Mm. Hope, really fun movie. Yeah, and it's got it's got Rutger Hauer in it. Um, Crime Wave. That was the name of the movie. Crime Wave. Crime Wave. Okay, I just remembered. Yeah, there you go. I, I've never. <laughs> I don't. I don't think I've ever seen that. one. Yeah. But like Hobo with a Shotgun, mm-hmm. if that would have been released in the 80s, it would probably have been a B movie. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, it's, it, it's, it's just a gore fest. Yeah, some, some, most of those, but the buckets of blood that they would use. Oh, yeah. Was, was just fantastic. Oh, my God. Just ridiculous amounts of yeah, blood. Yeah, and no decent story. No. You know, that's, that's what made all the... the Cheesy eighties horror is the best, and everyone had a holiday. April Fool's Day, Arbor Day. Oh God, April Fool's Day! That's <laughs> oh, I didn't even think about that one. Oh, uh, St. Valentine's Day. Oh, just oh yeah. My I I don't have a big collection of horror as I'd want to. Yeah, but mentally, oh God, I love them all. Yeah, there. I mean, there's so many good horror movies out there. Um, I mean. See, this one is one where we actually should have kind of had prep time for. Nah. But, but nah, this, this makes I it I loved more fun. horror so much when I was a kid. Oh, I, I, I still do. It was, my, it was my all-time favorite. Just some of the stupidity, the, the rubber suits, the bad, you know. Yeah. The bad prosthetics, the, the lazy special effects. And, and, and I mean, un, unless you're talking about a guy like Tom Savini. Mm-hmm. Like, Savini... Even back then, his stuff was so good. Oh yeah, you know, especially for the like the the technology of the time that he had to deal with. Mm-hmm. Tom Savini's art, uh, visual effects are just awesome. Yeah, you know, 
Um, and he's not a bad actor either. No, no, no. He Dust Till Dawn. Oh, he he played. He's one of my he's one of my favorites in From Dust Till Dawn. Yeah, you could almost call From Dust to Dawn a B grade movie. From, it, it from has storylines. It has all the elements of it. Oh yeah, it's just it's got you know big big name people in it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you've got Clooney, you've got Tarantino, you've got Harvey Keitel. Yeah. Um, but it's got every other element of a B grade movie. Mm-hmm. Tons of blood. Um. T- uh, a, a stringy storyline. Yeah, the, the storylines. That's the best part about the B the B movies. The storyline really are kind of that doesn't matter, right? You know, it's like it, it doesn't it doesn't really need. We do, we just have the elements. And, but in the eighties, the one common thread was sex equals death. Oh yeah, always. Yes, you know it was like, you know there was a chopping mall. Oh God, chopping mall! I haven't seen that in forever. Yeah, and a lot of these movies would just you know wouldn't last so long if you just would get the hell out of where you're at. Right, just leave. I I I can't remember what freaking insurance company did a commercial kind of like a like a horror movie thing, and uh, like let's go hide in this dark in this dark cabin. I remember that. Why don't we just get in the running car? Are you crazy? Yeah, let's hide behind the chainsaws. Yeah, <laughs> unbelievable. I mean, I I I can I suspend my disbelief when I'm watching these movies. Yeah, you have to because I mean. We know if our group of friends at that age, in our teens, would stumble on something, one person dies, we're gone. Oh, we're yeah. gone. We're, we're fucking not, gone. We're not going to go to the hardware store and get the rifles. No, we're not. No, we're not. We're leaving. We're out of here. Yeah, we're uh, I'm out, man. I'm out. <laughs> you know, uh, we'll send a search party. Yeah. Go check if he's dead. You check if he's dead. I'm, I'm out of here. <laughs> yeah, I'm not doing that. <laughs> I, I call nine one one nine one one. Oh yeah. shit! We don't have cell phones yet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you, Jim. Yes, <laughs> you bring back some good memories of our youth. Yeah, I mean, some of the stuff you've thrown in the bucket is not. Uh, I'll be nice. I'll be nice today. All of it's good. All of it's good. Any any time I don't have to talk about Lord of the Rings. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Hey, wasn't Viggo Mortensen in that, too? That I don't know. I've never seen him. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't he... Didn't he play, like, Dildo Schwaggins? No, 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 no. Although, although, I mean, that would be a great DJ name, man. Like, Bilbo Schwaggins. You know? Yeah. Dropping them turntables, man. Throw my... (laughs) Hey, speaking of turntables... I listened to something today, and you're going to... I'll wait till you take a drink. No, I'm not, you may I'll, do, I'll wait. I'll you wa- may do a spit take. I don't want to do a spit take on the equipment. I actually, on purpose, listened to an ICP song today. There you go. Which one? Hocus Pocus. That's not too bad. Yeah. Trunk full of fago and a car full of fat chicks. <laughs> <laughs> it's not bad. No. None of the songs... Their songs are really fun. I, it, it, they're catchy. Yes. If you listen to Tilt a Whirl... If you listen to Tilter Whirl, I seriously, you're transported back to Dorney. There's a vibe to that one. I'll have to listen to it. Yes. Um, yeah, I, I, uh, I don't know why, but I just like yeah. playing Sand Clown Posse. <laughs> and the first song that came up was Hocus Pocus. I don't, and it's strange. Is like I understand why people get into them 
it's it's actually some of its really fun music. Yeah, and, and it's it's very catchy. <laughs> it's, it's well put together, mm-hmm. and I really don't mind Violent J and Shaggy's delivery. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not. It's I don't know. The, the only part that I don't like, and I don't like that with a lot of uh, hip hop and rap albums, is the skits that they put in between the tracks. Yeah. I mean, I don't. I think they're kind of dumb, no matter what. Yeah, and I don't know where. I don't know when that, be, even why that became a thing. I don't know, but that goes back to Ice Cube, or, well, or back to T, back to Ice T on Freedom of Speech. Oh yeah, well they've always done it. It's like it's in between tracks. Yeah, they have to do some sort of weird skit where they're all sitting around talking about something or other, and they're doing it, and it's the weirdest shit. Well, I mean, going back to the Ice T thing. Uh, there's uh, an interlude track on there mm-hmm. uh, where he's talking about, and this is some B-grade horror movie yeah. shit. I wonder what it would sound like if a motherfucker took a drill a half inch yep. and drilled straight into the top of a motherfucker's head. Yeah. You know, and you actually kind of hear the sound. Yeah, and then and if they, it's a record scratch that they use to make the um, the sounds. Yeah. Which is technologically great, but I mean, some of these, I don't, Eminem does them. ICP does them. All the people do them. I don't get it. Snoop did them. Dre yeah, did them. I just, I don't understand it. And that's the only part I don't understand. You know? Yeah. And they don't even lead into the song. No. They don't even, it's just like, it's like, okay, it's in the middle of the track here. Let's throw this down. Weirdest shit ever. Yeah. But it works for them. Yeah. Hey, if people enjoy it, people enjoy it. Right. Well, like in Hocus Pocus, like mm. they're talking about the great Malenko, and because I know that was like a storyline through a few yeah. ICP albums. Yeah, was the great Malenko. Mm-hmm. I think that was one of the albums. I think. Yeah, the, they did put an album out called The Great Malenko, yeah. I believe. But yeah, yeah. this the stuff from early two thousand, like bizarre. Oh, I love that one. Yeah, I know this is the last topic you thought that this was going to be this one, this podcast, but. You know, but those guys are like also like a little bit of B grade in them as well. Oh yeah, I mean let's. Oh yeah, I mean they're they're B grade horror rap, yeah. if anything, and B grade soda. Yeah, definitely B grade soda. I tried a Fago once, never gonna try that again. <laughs> nope, you know, and I'll probably get suspect if I if I go to a, a gathering and said, "Hey, you want some Fago?" Nope, I'll have water. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you you can get jumped. Yes, you can have you can have the hatchet man on and everything. You're still getting <laughs> fucked up. If you if you turn down to Fago, I, I I still think me showing up. I mean I don't know what I I mean just the way I look showing up at one and I don't mean with the mustache and goatee now. Although, how many how many juggalos in their mid forties are there? A lot. That's true. You'd be surprised at one of these gatherings. Uh, oh, okay, okay. Let, let, me, let me tell you something that I would find funny about the gatherings, and I'm serious about this. And I'm not picking on anybody I know. Because we know a lot of people that are heavy set in our forties, they don't care, right? And it's like there is a very large crowd, yeah, <laughs> at these shows. And I don't think I would even nobody would even blink twice at what I look like physically. Yeah, no, no, no. It's just like <laughs> how many, how many, like mid forties, middle class. Yeah, a lot sub- suburban. A lot because when ICP came around, it was when we were younger. That's true. Yeah. So it's like, you know, it's like when you see like the the 60 year old groupies at an Aerosmith show. Yeah. I never thought of that. And she started listening to it when she was 13. 
I I never thought of that. Yeah. So it's like they they the, there's all you know, and they all get treated. That's one thing I'm gonna say about when I see any of these gathering videos. Everybody treats everyone like their family. Yeah. And and that that's that's one thing that I I gotta give the Juggalo community credit mm-hmm. for is there's no judgment. No, not inside the community. No, outside. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody in you know, a lot of times me included, mm-hmm. shits on the Juggalo community. Well but and I don't shit on them as people, I just shit on their taste in music. Honestly, I think that's like that with almost every community in and of itself. I yeah. mean, you're not gonna go to a Ren Fair and see a lot of people making fun of people at Ren Fairs. Why would you even go? Right. You're not going to see, you know, you go to a Comic-Con or a board game convention. You, nobody's heckling. That's why I don't go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, I, I used to get upset at uh, one uh, a friend of mine who said she wanted to go to the Ren Fair and just pick on people. I said, why would you pay that much money to walk in and just be an asshole? No, and you see, that's why I wouldn't yeah. do it. Now, I would have fun at a Ren Fair. Yeah. I would have fun oh, at a Ren Fair. They're so much fun. I can't wait to go. I... I a board game convention, <laughs> no, nah, not so much. We couldn't do that. Eric couldn't do that. I know. It's Everybody um, has their own things they got to yeah, get into. Yeah, but I, I think I would have fun at a Ren Fair. Mm. You know, I think I would have a good time. Yeah, I can't wait. To, we're going, in a month, we're going to be going to the Jersey one. Uh, nice. So, I and I hope, well, uh, there's like a stained glass vendor there that I, I just want to pick stuff up from. Yeah. And I keep, you know, every year was balking at it and balking at it. But, like, it, some of these guys, you would enjoy some of the, especially there's a guy there. He is called um, Law, Marshall Law. Yeah. And his name is Brian Belge. If you even look him up anywhere, he's the man's wit and quickness is freaking amazing and almost supernatural. Yeah. You can try to hit him with any one liner. About any subject at all, he'll hit you back right away. Nice. On the subject you hit him with. Nice. I mean, he is amazing to watch. He's one of my people. Yeah. He is his wit is so quick and it's frighteningly quick. Where it's like he come he comes back right away. Nice. Yep. And I hope he's there. I think he's gonna be there and I hope he's gonna be there because I enjoy his shows. And there are some shows that of course I, I don't care for. Because there's there was one guy that um, he did a live D and D thing, yeah, and that sounds great in theory, but when you spend the entire show just messing about and naming people, it you did nothing. Right? Where's the campaign? Yeah, there was there was nothing going on. Is oh well, come back at my three o'clock show. They're gonna put no, nobody's coming back. You you crap this. Yeah, you, you had an hour and you crapped it. Yeah, you you shit the bed here, buddy. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's try and get back on, on Sorry. track here. Sorry. Sorry. Not really. It's what we do. Um, <laughs> any other ones that you can think of off the top of your head? Uh, troll. 976 Evil. No. Oh, God. <laughs> troll 2. Troll 2. Worse. worst movie ever. Yes. Ever. Not even a troll involved. Yep. Oh. Oh, God. Troll was bad. Yes. 976. If <laughs> For those of you who are younger... Nine seven six numbers used to be a thing. You, it was like a, <laughs> you could call for joke lines or things like that. Were they before the nine hundred numbers? They were before the nine hundred yeah. numbers. <laughs> they were before nine hundred numbers. Oh God, nine seven six evil. Oh, yeah. 
Oh, so bad, so bad. <laughs> See, but like, you know what? Now that I'm thinking about this, um, in the '90s, starting in the '90s, a lot of the B-grade movies kind of went away, and they were replaced by found footage movies. Oh God, yeah, you know like, that's still going on too. It's, I mean, like, well, it, it's a yeah. way to, it's another way to make a movie cheaply. Yeah, the the found footage stuff is just, I I like the Blair Witch Project. I love Blair Witch. And then they just decided to make all these found footage movies. Some of them are good. Mm. Some of them are good. Some of them are really bad. There's a series. Uh, uh, there's a series called VHS. Yeah, the first VHS was really good. Um, and like the whole premise of it is. You know, you know, like these videotapes are found, and mm-hmm. it's just shit that's on these videotapes. Uh, VHS two wasn't bad. VHS three, forget it, forget it even exists. But there was one I watched, and I've I've watched it several times, and it is a found footage slash documentary styled piece. Mm-hmm. It's called the Poughkeepsie tapes. Okay. It is some of the most sick and twisted shit I have ever seen in my life. Mm. And I've watched some twisted freaking movies. If you ever get a chance to watch the Poughkeepsie tapes, you may ne- you may need to watch it in segments cuz your 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 willpower isn't as strong as mine. Oh, you're talking to me? Yeah, I'm talking to you. I'll watch it in broad daylight with with happy music playing. Yeah. <laughs> it it's there I mean there's some there's some not a whole lot of gore in it. What it's about is this guy who's he's a he's a serial killer. And uh serial killer, rapist, you know, all around, you know, um mm-hmm. uh, shit human being. And he kidnapped this girl, this uh this young girl, and he holds her hostage for it, it's like I think it it spans a couple of years that he has her. And in the meantime, frames a cop for all of the stuff he's done mm. and this and that. And they show video of what he did to her. And it's like the ultimate case of Stockholm Syndrome. Okay. When they find her and bring her back to like her family and stuff. It's really, mm. it's really fucking twisted. I loved it. I thought it was really well done. Um, there was a co- big controversy about the movie for a while. They they, they didn't want to even release it on DVD and, and or streaming platforms because it's that twisted. Mm. But yeah, check it out. Uh, the Poughkeepsie tapes. You'll you'll you might have to take a break. No, yeah. as long as there's no cannibalism. No, there's no cannibalism. I don't like cannibalism. See, and there's another one out there. I've never, I've never found it. It has never been released in the United States, and I don't think it ever will be released in the United States. It's called a Serbian film. Oh, I've heard about that one. I've heard about it too. Mm-hmm. I've never, I've never seen it. I don't want to see it because um, of some of the elements that are that are in the movie. Mm-hmm. I don't want to see it. But that's another one that's kind of like found footage. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess I don't know. I don't want to see that movie. No, 
Yeah, the found I don't the found footage stuff. I'm just not a fan of because I think I think it's too easy, and plus it. I like to suspend this. I like to suspend my belief a little bit. Yeah, and have I like I don't want to say comedy horror, but sometimes like the overarching silliness. Yeah, um, is a little bit better than uh, than just like we found this tape and oh my god because. I don't doubt that this country's so messed up that tapes like that actually exist. Yeah, well. And I, and I don't want to know that. Yeah, well. Uh, I, it, I I have no doubt that they do exist somewhere. Um, what, the, what the hell was I thinking of? Uh, I lost my train of thought. Um, oh, God. For, forget it. Let's move on. <laughs> I, 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 I lost it. If I think of it, we'll come back to it. Um. Any more you can think of? Uh oh, Bihar. Bihar off of the top of my head. Uh, I'm just going I'm going through the, the I'm going through that whole collection. I don't know, was prom night? I think prom night might have been. Yeah. I know prom night too definitely was. Oh yeah. Hello, Mary Lou. Yeah. Woo. That was like that was a That was uh, just bad. No, it was it was bad and weird at the same time. Yeah. You know. And I <laughs> Oh, I know where I was gonna go. Uh uh, the Human Centipede movies. Okay. I, I made it through half of the first one, and then I was done. I, and I have I have a very strong stomach, and I can watch damn near anything. But now, nah, Human Centipede, I tapped out halfway through. I'm just I don't like a lot. I should I mean I don't a lot of that torture kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, and then of course that being said, um, Tourist Trap. Tourist trap. You've yes. told me about oh, that. Oh, yes. I still haven't located that. Oh, that'll give me the willies. Yeah, so, I gotta watch. Oh, Motel Hell. Motel Hell. Yeah, that one. That one freaked me out. What Motel Hell or yes. Tourist Trap? No, Motel Hell. Yeah. Just oh, <laughs> just the visuals, man. Yeah, the visuals they put in these things. Yeah. Now, would you consider the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre a uh, a, a B movie? Probably at the time it was. Because nobody knew what this stuff was going to turn into, right? And, you know, and there, that's the origin. That's really, yeah. like patient zero for even, the slasher. Yeah, even Friday the Thirteenth, all all the like the first movies of all of these things, they didn't know, they couldn't know what it was going to become, right? It was like so you have those elements there that we're going to give this a try, and then it blossoms into something completely different. Yeah, I mean, and bring it into, uh, like, a uh, later day, the same thing with the Saw movies. Yeah. I don't think Lee Wannell and James Wan had any inkling that that little low-budget movie that mm-hmm. they did, you know, mostly shot in a bathroom, Yeah, was going to spawn seven sequels. No. No, they, I, don't, I don't think they ever think that. They, I mean, they wish it. Yeah. But they don't think it immediately. So let's just make the best, you know, thing we can make here. Yeah. With what we have. And then all of a sudden it's like it blows up. Well, it's not a horror film, but Clerks is absolutely a B movie. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Clerks is the a- original cuts a little bit of horror because with Dante dying. Yeah. I- I'm really glad they that Smith didn't go with that ending. And, and Caitlin has sex with a corpse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That was disturbing. <laughs> just, that was it was just, disturbing, just, but just the disturbing part of it was like you know the worst part of it when you see that movie, 
and the guy comes in that needs to use the bathroom. Yeah. And then you just forget about him. Yep. And he just he goes away. And next thing you know, it's like, who's in our bathroom? <laughs> it's like Yeah. And what the hell was Smith thinking to do that? That's I mean, honestly, I mean I'm sure that I'm sure that some of the uh parts of that movie he he had not even thought of. I bet somebody died in the bathroom at the st- at the at, quick stop. At the quick stop, but he just added a layer to it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Yeah. Because he was probably stoned out of his gourd when he was writing some of that stuff. Do you think? <laughs> Do you think Smith yeah. was stoned? Oh man. Um I'm trying to think of like kind of maybe try and uh, branch off of horror a little bit and some other B-grade movies. Oh, there's just tons of tons of good ones. Like what? No, no, I'm not sure. <laughs> Put you on the spot, didn't I? Yeah, a little bit. Horror is the most stuff that yeah. B comes into. Yeah. Nobody really says a B-grade comedy. Yeah. There's a lot of them, though. Oh, what ones? I can't think of it. Damn you. See? <laughs> See how it works? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm sure there is. But, uh, oh, oh, shit. Porkies. Pork. I don't know. Well, was that B grade? The first one. <laughs> Meatballs. Meatballs was, well, not that Bill Murray, though. I mean, he was. Yeah, kind I think of a, Bill Murray did that for a bag of weed and he scale. He was kind of established at that point. I think Murray did that for a bag of weed and scale. <laughs> uh, well, okay. Now, now I'm starting to think of them now. Up the up the creek. Okay. Yep. There you go. And then up the academy. Yep. Up the oh my god. Up the academy was a, such an awful movie, <laughs> but funny as all hell. My favorite quote from that movie is like you have the um, they're all in military school, you know, brats. Yeah. And you have Tom Poston, who I don't know if you know him from New Heart. Yeah. Yeah. He plays um, one of the um, instructors that happens to be gay, but they never out him as gay. Right. But he's very effeminate. Okay. And he's teaching the the cadets ballroom dancing. And as he's teaching them ballroom dancing, he just be like a puff of smoke blowing across the moors. God. <laughs> it's but it's but he doesn't. They don't never say he's gay. Yeah, but he's very effeminate. It's, and, it's implied. Yes, and it's 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 such a a garbage movie. Nobody, I think, I don't think anybody famous is even in it. I think maybe is Ralph Macho in it. Maybe I don't know. I'm not sure. But Up the Creek was one that had a lot of the Porkies and Animal House cast slammed together in a raft race. Yeah. <laughs> what about um, the first Police Academy? First Police Academy, I I enjoyed it, but First Police Academy was fun. Oh, it's a great movie. I love the First Police Academy movie. But when they brought in Mauser yeah. as, as the bad guy, oh, that was just, the second one was just beautiful. Yes. And and unfortunately, he got in an accident and and uh, lost a lot of movement in his limbs. Yeah. Um, but, oh, great actor in those movies. Um, think of some other good. Uh, now I was going down the meatballs thing. What else was there? Um, let's see, meat. Well, no, meatballs, Animal House. Oh yeah, the B comedies. Yeah. And now, now I'm thinking of all the <laughs> just the hamburger. Hamburger. Oh, the <laughs> hamburger the musical. 
Not the musical. It wasn't a musical. There was a hamburger musical, that, too. Yeah, the hamburger movie was just was funny. I've I don't think I've ever seen it. Oh my god. It's 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 the humor. At one point, um I think Dick Buckus is in it as a drill instructor. Okay. That I can <laughs> a, see that. At a hamburger university where they're learning how to make burgers. Okay. And at one point there's a, <laughs> they're getting their restaurant together. Yeah. And they're trying to sabotage the restaurant. Yeah. And so they send a a busload of uh, people that are like Weight Watchers. Yeah. But they're all heavy set people. And they order all this stuff and, and Diet Coke. Yes. Diet? <laughs> you know what? <laughs> we forget, We completely skipped over some of the most legendary B-movies ever. Hmm. Anything by Troma Studios. Oh, yeah. Those were just... Attack of the Killer Tomatoes, Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Uh, Toxic the, Avenger. To, the whole Toxic Avenger series. Mm-hmm. The Class of Nukem High. Oh, I love the Class of Nukem High. Oh, my God. Those were so bad. It's good. So bad they're good. And Troma is still making movies. Yeah. Troma is still making movies, man. They're still out there grinding. Yeah, Class of Nukem High. Well, everything, I swear, everything he did in almost involved about nuclear radiation. Yeah. <laughs> it was like. What what's going on? Nuclear radiation, and I think a lot of the later on Return of Living Dead series, yeah, really started hitting that B movie stride. Yeah, especially in Night of the Living Dead or no Return of the Living Dead. Yeah, with you know where it's the the barrels with yep. the bodies in. Yeah, that was that's definitely a B movie. Yeah, and then three came along and they started developing this trioxin. Was the compound and yeah. And then the next one came around where kids were getting high um, off of trioxin. Yeah. Because, and it's like, they just, wow, they went all crazy with that stuff. Yeah. Those are, I mean, those are, and they're, they're, look back on them and you can't help but laugh at how cheesy they are. Yeah. And how you, you couldn't believe it's like, and, and some of the actors in there do it with a straight face. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's like some of the later Friday the 13th movies. <laughs> you know, like uh, I forget which the one that had uh, Alice Cooper's "Man Behind the Mask" song. Oh, I don't know the songs from those. That's oh, but he's back. He's the man behind the mask. No, I don't know. I haven't seen a lot of the movies. Oh, okay. Uh, I thought you were saying you didn't know the song. No, I wasn't a Friday the Thirteenth fan. <laughs> but that movie, uh, that particular Friday the Thirteenth movie, is just mm-hmm. schlock. It's schlock. And like Jason takes Manhattan is just <laughs> schlock. Jason X is B movie is B movie magic with a big budget. That could have been so much better. Yes. I mean, the fact that like they reanimate the corpse uh-huh. and and make them futuristic, that should have spawned a whole new sci-fi yeah. horror genre. Yeah, I, it could have, but... Uh... I mean, they just, they did that. It, it was so ham-fisted, the mm-hmm. execution of that movie. Yep. Um, and I, I'm a big Friday the 13th fan. I, I like a lot of the original movies up until probably five or mm-hmm. six. I think six was the one with the Alice Cooper song. Okay. But anyway, um, I'm a big fan of the old Friday the 13th. I actually enjoyed the reboot. 
Um, but like later on, man, it just became so ham fisted. And yeah. it was it there was no premise to it. It's just how's Jason gonna kill these people? Yeah. You know? It became a final destination film. So yeah. That's... Yeah, pretty much. Uh, I mean, Nightmare on Elm Street didn't go down that particular path. Nightmare on Elm Street became went from a really dirty, gritty horror movie, mm-hmm. you know, B-grade horror movie in the first one, to part two was... Part two was it's uh, an island amongst itself. Yes. Part three, four, yeah. five, they started putting together a cohesive story. A cohesive story, but that's when Freddy got away from being Freddy. Yeah. And became, you know, the king of the one-liners. Yeah, but and that was the one, everything everything linked together. Yeah. In those movies, and it yeah. became, it started becoming like a, a story at that point. Right, and, and Nancy was the common thread through all of them. Mm-hmm. Right. Nancy was the common thread through all of them. And even into Wes Craven's new nightmare. Mm-hmm. You know, Nancy was the the commonality. Yeah. And uh, I, I thought new nightmare was really well done. It was. Yeah, it was a step back into what it was supposed to be. Right. Well, because Craven took the reins back. Yeah. Craven took the reins back and uh, say what you will about Wes Craven. The guy was a genius when it came to making horror movies. Mm hmm. You know, I mean, if you look at his body of work, you've got Last House on the Left, um, Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh, Jesus. There's I mean, so much good stuff that Wes Craven's done over the years. And, uh, you know, I, the, the Scream movies, mm-hmm. you know, and, you know, the horror community did really lose an icon when Wes Craven passed. Away. Yeah. You know, um, he like. John Carpenter level icon. Yeah. Another good, another good B grade. Sleepwalkers. Sleepwalkers. Uh, about the cat people. Oh yes. Oh my god. Oh yes. Oh my god. I haven't. I haven't even thought about that movie in forever. Yeah. I got a. I got a DVD set upstairs. It's the fifty. It's a fifty, like, B grade horror movies. Oh. I need to go through that and watch that. And is that on that? Sleepwalkers? I don't think it is. Oh. It's mostly 50s B-grade okay. stuff. I think there's a bunch of Ed Wood stuff on there. Uh, I think Bride of the Atom is on there. I've seen that. Yeah. I've actually seen that. What, Bride of the Atom? Yeah. Oh, God, so bad. I, I love his use of stock footage, too. Oh, but, you know, the best part is, is like I watched it only because I saw like the scenes they did for Ed Wood. Uh-huh. And, you know, <laughs> it's just funny. How how watching the film, how, you know, like, oh, like some of this stuff just doesn't make sense. Yeah. You know, it's like he's, you know, there's not a swamp near his castle. And it's like his laboratory is obviously on the first floor. Right. Because you walk in the front door and then you go into the room, go into another room. And his lab is obviously on the first floor. Yet somehow his first floor is underwater. Right. <laughs> and, they, pull, and they never explain it. Pull this string. Yes. Pull the string. <laughs> I oh. think I think that was the other one that he did, but I don't. What he, pull the strings. Pull the strings. That that might have been Plan Nine. No, that wasn't Plan or Nine. It was, was one before that. That was the first one that they. Well, did. there was Bride. But, no, the, that was a transvestite one. Glenn or Glenda. Glenn, Glenn or Glenda. Yes, I've never actually seen Glenn or Glenda. I haven't yet. I gotta hunt that one down. Yep, I have seen and I've I've seen the ones, all the ones that were talked about in the film. Yeah, just to see them. 
and Glenn and Glenda I did not see. I have to go. I I think what I need to do is I need to organize at least for myself. If you want to be involved in it, you can be involved in it. But like an Ed Wood movie marathon. <laughs> I think you can only handle three in a shot. I, you know, sit and watch. Yeah, as, <laughs> watch as many Ed Wood movies back to back to back as we can mm. before we fucking say, just I've had enough. Honestly, I mean, I, I loved the premise of just sitting and watching a bad movie. I wish I did just have the time to just do that. Yeah. Where I could just sit and watch a movie, you know. And unfortunately, it's like, well, find them is as difficult as it is. Yeah. You know, I miss video stores. You know, I miss being able to just pick something up. Yeah. But I would love for like, you know, just so, hey, we're going to watch this movie, you know, and here's who it's by and this is it, you know, and you know, maybe people could throw some commentating at it because some of it's, it's just fun to see how bad it is. Yeah. I, I would like to do that. I, I gotta I gotta make time like one weekend. I have to make time and just park my ass in front of my TV and watch some Ed Wood movies. Yeah, or anything from the the fifties at that time. Yeah, yeah. If you have the um, the Pluto app, Pluto TV. I have Pluto. Yeah, the MS33K. Just sit and watch something. That's some of it's so bad that I can't even watch the movie because I don't know why they even picked that movie. Right. Um. There was one. That they just did. And I don't know the name of the movie, but it had to do with aliens. And this, whoever did the movie decided to just use a lot of fog effects. Uh Uh-huh. And the aliens literally were just people with trash bags over them. (laughs) I mean, it was like, you couldn't see half of the action. And if all you saw was just like people with trash bags on them attacking. Nice. You know, and it was, and I'm like, this movie's so bad, I can't even watch this version of it. Yeah. You know, I don't mind, like, you know, when the sunlight and the daylight changes and, oh, he's driving this type of car, and now he's driving this type of car. Yeah. They screw scenes up. I, I enjoy seeing little tidbits like continuity that. Continuity issues. I love continuity errors in movies, and, and even TV shows. Yeah, and in uh, continuity errors in TV shows, and, like, obvious continuity yeah. errors. Continuity errors are my favorite thing only because I know for a fact that there is a person in charge to make sure every shot, the way it's done, is supposed to be done correctly. Right. So when I see the drinking glasses that refill, unfill, change left uh, up and down, I laugh my asses off because how does this person have a job yet? Wait, laugh your asses off? You have more than one? I have more than one asses. <laughs> Couldn't let that one slide. Oh man. Ah, Jim, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, now now this is gonna lead me to just looking up movies and just watching them some more. Yeah, this is gonna lead me down to this is gonna lead me down a uh big rabbit hole of bad horror movies. And thanks, man. I appreciate yeah. it. I needed that. All right, well, I think we uh I think we can put a cap on this one oh, for tonight. Yeah. All right. Uh till next time. This has been Oh No Not Them. I'm Eric. I'm Bill. Later on. Pull the string. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>